You're listening to the Prime Culture Podcast, the young adult culture of abundant living faith setting with Cruz Ramirez and Mark McGaff. Friday is Prime Day, and uh, hey, listen guys, welcome to episode 9 of season 3 of the Prime Culture Podcast! Let's go! You got the whole family in the house. Yeah, so this is kind of like... This is kind of like Ramirez family edition. Uh, you know, we we kept the girls up late. Right now, it's Thursday night. We're recording so that we can drop on a Friday, and the girls decided to jump in. Hey, Chloe, that was pretty good, babe. Where'd you? Who'd you hear do that? From Pastor Mark McGath. Hey, he's the man, right? He's the man. Hey, we're so glad you're here. Hey, well, listen, today we're talking about relationships some more. Last week, we talked about how you bring influence to a relationship and how you always have the capacity and the power to influence the capacity and the power to create an effect, whether it's intangible or indirect, every single one of us carries influence, right? And so today we're going to talk about the details of being a friend and what it takes to be a good friend. And we thought we would bring in some experts, <laughs> right? And so today we got some special guests on the podcast. We got our kids on the podcast today. And so we got yeah. Chloe Faith Ramirez. Hey, hey, Chloe Faith, introduce yourself. How old are you? I'm eight. It's almost my birthday next year. What do you mean it's almost your birthday next year? Your birthday's not for like eight more months. I guess that's maybe almost. How old are you going to be? I'm going to be nine years old and I'm almost going to get a phone. Uh, that uh, is a wishful. big negative right there. You are not you're not even almost gonna get a phone. <laughs> okay, so we got the spicy jalapeno over here. Hey, what's your name, little jalapeno? Bailey. This is Bailey Grace, who's our how old are you, baby? I'm five. Oh yeah? And what grade are you in? K-5. You're in K-5 when she goes to school. Like, my, my kid has been uh, just kind of sort of been ditching kindergarten, but we're going to talk about that on a whole another conversation. But today, hey, girls, today we're talking about friendships. And before we jump in, we got to introduce my best friend. She's been my best friend for like almost 24 years. Mommy. You call her mommy. I call her wifey. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> and we wanted to talk about friendship, you know? We wanted to talk about friendship and what it means to be a good friend and have good friends. And, you know, today is November 20th and we're having Culture Night. And at Culture Night, we're talking about Friendsgiving, right? And, you know, I wa- we want to talk about what friends bring to your life, what friends give to you. And so we thought we would bring in some experts, these little ladies right here. And so, hey, guys, hey. let's talk about being friends a little bit. Do you guys, do you even have friends? I yeah. have, like, a lot of friends, like, all... Everybody in my classroom, including my teacher, are my friends. Like so my everyone's best friends. your friend? Like everyone, like everyone, including my teacher. That's awesome. And like everyone. Really? Really. And what about you, baby? Do you have a lot of friends? Yeah. Okay, yeah. Like, she's a she's a woman of not very many words. All right, well let's talk about let's talk about your friends. So Chloe, you have a lot of friends. What does it take to be a friend? It takes honesty and knowing that you're a good person and you could, and you could, um, 
help them. You could be, it, it takes like honesty and faithfulness to like be a friend. Are you for real right now? Like no one taught you to do this, Diana. I'm so proud right now. Uh, you guys have no idea. We're crushing it as parents because we didn't, we didn't script our kids on this. That totally came out of Chloe. Um, but man, that's really good, Chloe. Like to be honest, to be faithful. Um, hey, so what do you guys think? Do you guys think it's good to have a lot of friends, a little friends, uh, old friends, new friends? Do we want new friends or no new friends? You guys don't know that reference, like, but what, what do you think? That what, I mean, what do you think? I think that everybody should be our friend. So like, because there will be those moments. And you know how I said earlier that you need like honesty and faithfulness faithfulness because there'll be those moments where you just need to pray for them you need to pray from the heart Wow. Okay, girl. Okay, so friends are honest, they're faithful, and they pray for you from the heart. Listen, you guys, we're about three minutes, four minutes into the podcast, and you're already getting some gold from this (laughs) nine-year-old. My goodness. She said she's almost nine. Yes. Listen, her birthday's in just eight months or like 10 months. (laughs) Wow. Bailey, do you want to chime in at all about friendship? What do you want to say, Bailey? I have less friends than Chloe does. Yeah? (laughs) It's okay. okay. But what, what do you like about your friends? I like that they're funny, they're nice, they're sweet, they're honest. Yeah? That's cool. What do you think it takes to be a good friend? You have to be honest with your friends and don't lie to them. Yeah, that's a good point. Don't lie. That's good. You, you know, can't good, be dishonest. Yeah, you can't. Good friends tell the truth, huh? Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's really good. Hey, well, listen, you guys. Mommy, mommy and daddy are going to talk to the culture a little bit about, um, about building good relationships and being a good friend and all of that. But hey, we just want to say thank you, guys. Thank you for uh, giving us such great nuggets of wisdom. You guys are so, so good. And I pray that you have um, good friendships. Good friendships, good relationships. We love you. Love you guys. Love you. Mm-hmm. Thank, love you. You. Okay. Thank you. Thank you for having us, everyone. <laughs> <laughs> well, hey, you guys, you heard it here straight from a nine-year-old and a five-year-old. Actually, she's not nine. I got to get my kids' eight, ages right. You eight. know what I'm saying? That she's eight. freaks me out when you say nine. I, I am not I, there yet. She is eight, and I the know. little one just turned five. <laughs> I know. I'm not ready. I'm and not ready for so them to be nine. they're so sassy, like... I know. Not on camera and not on the mic. I know. <laughs> this is real life. Like, literally, that's what you get at 8.22 p.m. on a Thursday night when we just say, hey, you guys want to be on the podcast? And that's what you get. Um, but, hey, Diana, I think I think we just started a cool little conversation, though, there with the girls, like, about uh, what friends give and what friends bring. And, um, mm, yeah. you know, I... One of the things that you and I talk about all the time whenever we think about our marriage and, I mean, not even just... Um, not, not even like when we're like on a conference panel or, you know, but like just when you and I talk about, um, like the thing that is, that has allowed us to have the relationship we've had, um, at the core of it has always been our friendship, huh? Yeah, we've, I think that is so huge. We started, um, on a really good friendship level. We were friends for a good year and we actually just got to know each other, talk to each other. We just liked each other. Even if it went nowhere else, we were just really good friends. And I thought that was a great base. Yeah. What's crazy about that is that we had no idea what we were doing. Yeah, no clue. We were like 16, 17. And we didn't have good mentorship. 
We had no clue, right? right. Like, no clue. No people speaking into our lives. No, no people saying, hey, if you're going to date, do this, blah, blah, blah. Exactly. You know, I don't, I don't know that this is a dating podcast, but I do, I do think that this is a relationships podcast um, and, or conversation, really, you know, about what you take into your relationships and all of that. And I think, I think that the art of friendship is something that is... Um, underappreciated, you know, the art of being a good friend and what it takes to be a good friend. And, you know, now that we're at this stage in life, one of the things that I really appreciate, um, you know, I always appreciate meeting new people and I always appreciate building new relationships. Um, but I'm really grateful for, um, the friendships that we have and that we've had for the last, you know, 10 years, 15 years, people that we share history with or that know our story. And um, let's talk a little bit about that. Like what, what has helped us, um, keep relation, you know, good friendships, be a good friend. You know, like I want to be the kind of person that people, that people want around, like someone wants to keep around in their life. You know what I mean? Well, I mean, I think, uh, if you want to build a good friendship and have a lasting friendship, it takes two. It takes both people. So it's not just you bringing, oh, I'm going to be your friend, but it also takes the other person willing to want to be around you. Mm. So um, I think that's definitely a key for having good lasting relationships is that both parties come together and are willing to be flexible with one another, whether it, it be in opinions or maybe different situations that you go through. Both parties have to be flexible enough and want to be in the friendship enough to not just be in it for themselves. Yeah. Yeah. So I really feel that the people that are still with us and around us love us enough to challenge us, to love us, but also to like, you know, let us have our own opinions. They don't have to agree with everything that we agree with. And they're okay with that. And and, And I'm okay with not agreeing with everything my close friends agree with that's really good. agree to disagree you know that's something that's kind of being lost in this culture you you know that's a good point babe like i think that um we don't i love that we don't always have to agree to get along yeah 100%. right like um yeah i think about i think about some of my some of my really close friends like you know what's funny dude is that like um as I get as I get a little older and get further down in life, the concept of my best friend, mm, do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like that concept really is like fading. I think to be honest with you, like I only have one best friend, and it's you. Yeah, because I'm here all the time. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, you know, but I'm glad I'm glad that we enjoy being around each other. Yeah. That we like like we can just sit on a couch and just make each other laugh. Like yeah. you know, I love that about about having you as a friend. You know. Um, but like the concept of a best friend has really evolved for me, you know, mm. like I, I, I have dear friends. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Like I have friends that I can, I, I know I can rely on, I can count on. And, and the concept of best friend is different because like the expectations I think that I had of a best friend when I was like so 20, high. it was so different. Like, oh yeah. man, you need to be there. You, yes. need to be, you need to be ride or die. Yes. When I call you, you better answer. I and, know those you know, expectations nowadays. I'm sorry. Like I need you to send in agreement that those expectations, if you want to be my friend, are not going to happen. <laughs> and you have to be okay with that because I think life right now is just, it's so much. Yeah. And you have to be okay with, you know, not being there all the time. Yeah. Well, I think, I think to be a good friend, um, there's, there's, 
a healthy dose of expectation management. That's for sure. Right? Like I think about friends that we have in our life right now that we would consider really dear friends, right? Several of them don't live in the state. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, some, you know, a couple of our really, really dear friends live in town, uh, whatever. But, you know, I think about the rhythm of our life, your life, my life. Um, professionally, ministry, family, you know, that, that doesn't necessarily lend itself to have like, um, collisions or interactions with our friends all the time. But whenever we, we do have space and we do interact with our friends, it's as if we just pick up where we left off. Right. And And I think those are the best, those are the best of friends, right? People that you can just, you know, Wherever we left off, we keep it going. And I think it's, like you said, expectation management on both ends. Mm-hmm. No, I think that, um, you know, there's, a, there's you know, f- friends, friends come close. They understand your life, right? They understand their life. And so I think about how, like, how, like, I try to be a friend to people, right? Um, you know, I, I, I try to pursue people that, that, are, that are my friends. Like, I'll pursue them. I'll call them. I'll text them. But then at the end of the day, I recognize that they know their life better than I know their life. Mm. And so I'm going to be okay with how they define the current state of our relationship, right? And so for me, as I, as I choose to be a friend, um, I, I, I'll pursue, right? I'll put myself out there. Uh-huh. But I'm okay with my friends defining the relationship, right? You know, so like, yeah, I think about, I think about uh, a couple of my friends, you know, one of my best friends lives in Florida and he has an, I mean, he's an incredible man of God and an incredible responsibility. And like, um, you know, a couple of days ago he called me and he said, Hey, I got your message, but I left my, I left him a message like in the middle of September. Do you know what I mean? Like, and I was like, I was like, Oh, what? Yeah. I was what like, I what say? message, bro? What are you talking about? I was, and he's like, no, man, I got your message. You called me. You left me. I was like, Oh shoot. Yeah, dude. I called you like four weeks ago. And I was like, I just called to say hi. I just called to tell, tell you, I love you, man. I was praying for you. See how you and the family were doing. He's like, Oh man, we're doing great. Now I have a choice there, right? My expectation yes. management. I have a choice. I can get bent out of shape and be like, Oh, this dude doesn't even check his yes. voicemail, blah, blah, blah. Or I can say, Say, you know what, man? I'm just grateful that I, that that he took time to call me. I'm grateful that you know it that 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 we we understand each other's lives mm-hmm. enough, you know, to maintain our connection in spite of the demands in our life. And so as I've gotten older, I've, I'm learning the skill of being a good friend. You know, right. I think, I think I wanted, I wanted to have best friends Yeah. right now. I want to be the best friend That's I can good. be. Do you know what well, I mean? Well, going back to that, I think that takes a lot of emotional intelligence. Mm. A lot of us don't understand emotional intelligence. I think until we get a little bit older and we realize that, Oh wait, Everything doesn't revolve around me. Like, whoa, you know, that that's a big hit as you start getting older. Um, but the, the, the sooner you can understand your own emotional intelligence is the sooner you can manage your own expectations and not only yours, but your friend's expectations, which is going to cause your life to just be so much better, just stress-free and not always living in, oh gosh, well, why didn't this person call me back? And this, I do so much for this person. So when you learn to manage yourself, your relationships and your emotions, you're able to actually begin to intentionally have good relationships. But I mean, this takes so much work, guys. Like we had no clue of all this verbiage when we were in our 20s. Like, no clue. We just thought, you want to be my friend? Okay, cool. Come on. 
and then be disappointed with so many people because they don't meet the expectations that are in your head when you've never, ever communicated expectations to them, right? No, that's, Diana, that's incredible. Like, that's so good. I want to come. I, I want to really just kind of open that up, and I think everything you just said right now revolves around that statement of emotional intelligence. Oh my gosh! If I could tell you, and you and I both know, yeah, right. You and I both know that we. I've met some of the the smartest people, people with the smartest brains, smartest minds, with the dumbest feelings. Mm. <laughs> right. But that doesn't mean that their feelings aren't valid. No, I know. I understand. I understand. But I think, well, then let's talk about that, right? Like, is there a difference between having a feeling and a feeling having you? Because I, for me, that's the difference in emotional intelligence. That's what I was going to say. That's exactly it. They have no clue about emotional intelligence. Well, I mean, but what does that mean, though? What does that mean? Like that they have no clue how to define, how to express and how to verbalize their own feelings. Their feelings just overcome overcome them. So when your feelings overcome you, then you're just like a child throwing a tantrum every single time. You you don't know how to say, okay, let me take a step back. Let me examine myself. Let me see how I'm feeling. Let me use my words to communicate. Like you don't understand how to go through all those steps. You just throw tantrums, wow. get into fights, <clears throat> wow. and make everybody's life miserable. Wow. Well, look, um, I know we said that we weren't gonna like like um, have like takeaways or these points. Like, like honestly, you guys, me and Diana, would just wanted to have like a conversation about friendship. And uh, but I love that we arrived at emotional intelligence. And while you were talking, I literally Googled it. Right, like I'm that guy. I wanted to know like what is emotional intelligence, mm-hmm. right? So here's what emotional intelligence is. Ready? EI or emotional intelligence. So mm-hmm. the next time you're talking about, hey man, let's talk about your EI. You're going to sound like so <laughs> smart, right? You're going to sound so just like, wow, you're so cultured. Yeah, I know, right? But so emotional intelligence or EI is this, check this out, you guys. It's the ability to understand and manage your own emotions mm-hmm. and those of the people around you. That sentence right there yeah. is loaded, dude, right? Emotional intelligence is the ability for me to understand and manage my own emotions. Watch this. And to understand and, man- and manage the emotions of the people around me. Watch this. People with a high degree of emotional intelligence know what they're feeling, Mm. they know what their emotions mean, and they know how these emotions can affect other people. That's good. So so being a good friend starts with yourself. Yeah. It starts with self-talk. So your own self-talk of yourself and who you are will allow you to become a good friend well, that's, to others. That, uh, that's the very first point. So apparently there's five points. Oh. There's five points to emotional intelligence. Look, you guys, we're all learning this together. I love this, <laughs> right? <laughs> we're learning this together. So, I had that in my head, guys. No, just no. kidding. <laughs> <laughs> no, we'll give you all the credit, girl. You're, you're brilliant, right? But watch, watch. So according to Daniel Goleman, Okay, he's an American psychologist who helped popularize the concept of emotion, emotion, emotions, my emotions, <laughs> right? Emotional intelligence, right? So, uh, according to Goldman, there are five key elements to emotional intelligence, and number one on that list is exactly what you just talked about: self awareness. Oh my self-awareness. gosh, I think we just like talk about that, like. 
That is so key. I think it took us so long to become self-aware. Yeah. <laughs> like we had no clue. Yeah. Well, and, go ahead. Well, well, let's 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 bless let's bless the culture with something we didn't have though. Let's talk about self-awareness a little bit. Um, so tell me what you think, Diana. So self-awareness is this: if you're self-aware, you always know how you feel. And you know how your emotions and your actions can affect the people around you. And I think that's brilliant because for so long, I just thought if we did things my way, everything be, would be great. Wait, hold on, hold on, hold on. Wait a minute. <laughs> like, uh, are, are we really? Yeah, we're, we're going to go there. We're yeah. opening that up. Yeah, just a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> but I always thought that like. If you just just do things my way, like if we could just do things my way, everything's going to be fine. And for a long time, you were like, okay, like you were kind of passive about it. And then one day you decided that my way wasn't the best way, which shocked me. And you were, you know, and in turn, um, it opened up a whole kind of feelings that I didn't know you had. Yeah. Because you didn't know how to express those feelings. So... Don't feel ashamed if you are not self-aware at 20, at 25, because most of us aren't. We didn't grow up in a family that maybe had an opportunity for you to maybe express your feelings or maybe like your family wasn't into talking about problems. They just swept it under the rug. So it's okay if you don't know. But now that you know, get to know yourself. That's so good, Diana. Oh my gosh. Like self-awareness. Um, I'm, I'm going to say it again because this is blessing me, right? Self-awareness is knowing how you feel, knowing how your emotions and your actions affect the people around you. And I love this statement right here. Being self-aware also means having a clear picture of your strengths and your weaknesses, yes. right? You know your strengths, you know your weaknesses, and because you have an awareness, it causes you to behave with humility, Yes, right? I know what I'm strong at, I know what I'm not strong at, and I'm gonna be humble about my strengths, and I'm also gonna be humble about the, and be honest about my weaknesses, right? Um, I think that's major. Yeah, that takes major. such maturity. That is so mature when you're able to get through that self-awareness. Yeah, absolutely. And remember, self-awareness does take yourself. Like you need to figure it out yourself. You can't have your partner do it for you. You can't have your girlfriend, boyfriend, sister, brother, best friend do it for you. You'll hear hints of like, oh, you're too this, you're too that, you're too strong. And you'll hear hints of where your weaknesses are. But until you decide to step in and look in the mirror and say, okay, I'm going to take responsibility of my self-awareness, of my actions, um, then you can't move forward and you can't really dig deep within yourself to find out who you really are. So this process, guys, really does take time and it takes self-love and it takes you being willing to like figure out who you are. Oh my, that's so good. It takes time, it takes self-love and it takes you being willing. Time self-love and being willing. I feel like there's going to have to be a part two to like this conversation, emotional intelligence, right? Don't be an, don't be an emotional dummy. (laughs) Like for real, don't, don't do it. So, okay. Let's say it again. You need time, self-love and to be willing to make a choice about your emotions and how you're feeling time. Okay. Let's talk about time. 
right? Let's talk, let's talk about time real quick. In emotional moments, an emotional, when our emotions are heightened and amplified, oftentimes it feels like time speeds up, right? It feels like, you know, have you ever had those moments where like you just have like this, like it just goes, you go to zero to hundred real quick, yeah. right? And it's just like, it, like it's a moment of, of friction or it's a fight or whatever. And it's just like, right. And then you just say things you don't mean you like, it, you feel hurt. So I want to hurt and boom, boom, boom. It's just you're like, your emotions are raging, mm-hmm. right? Watch this in that moment. Self-awareness should cause you, um, to slow down. Yeah. Cause at that point you're just reacting. Wow. It's just a reaction. Hold on. Okay. This is brilliant, baby. And yes, I call my wife baby. I love you. <laughs> like, no, for real. Like, I, I just want to take a moment and tell you how, how, <laughs> blessed, how blessed I am that I get to sit across from my best friend, from the most incredible woman in the world. I love you. And just do this with you. I love you. Oh my gosh, this is so good. Anyways, yeah, we just had a moment. Uh, that's where you just say goals and you thank <laughs> you, Jesus, that it is possible for you too, right? But watch, um, like... We have the tendency when we get emotional for things just to go into hyperspeed. Yes. Right? If you want to improve your self-awareness, you've got to slow down. Drive slow, homie. Drive slow. Watch. When you experience anger, hurt, or other strong emotions, self-awareness causes you, will cause you to slow down. Okay. So next time you feel like your emotions, a strong emotion, anger, hurt, fear, disappointment, um, hopelessness, right. That they want to pull you. Cause that's what those emotions do. Yeah. They want to drive, man. They want to just drag you. Yes. Right. Um, the next time you feel that let, let your self-awareness kick in and like choose to slow down. And when you slow down, I want you to do this one thing. I want you to become like a Sherlock Holmes. I want you to become a detective. I want you to begin to examine and ask why, why, why am I feeling this way? Why is this making me angry? Why is this hurting me? Watch Slow down and remember and, and ask yourself, why am I allowing this to control me? Remember, I want you guys to remember, no matter what the situation, you can always choose how you respond mm-hmm. to it, right? If we, when we allow ourselves to just go fast and just let our emotions drive, that's called any, that's called a reaction, right? right? Your sympathetic, parasympathetic uh, systems kick in and you either do fight or flight. Yeah. You're in survival mode. So I'm going to attack and I'm going to go and I don't care what you think and I don't care how I look or sound at that moment. Um, So I think a lot of times when, a lot of times when we do have conflict, we are not blindsided by conflict. We're either, you're either walking into conflict and you kind of know that something might happen or you're asking for the conflicts because wow. say, I don't know, say your best friend backstabbed you. You're already up in arms, right? And you're calling and you're going to go off on this person. Wow. So you're already like walking into that conflict. Okay. Well, hold on. Let's unpack that real quick. So you're blindsided by the behavior of your right. best friend who backstabbed you. Right. But when you take out your phone to call or to text or to tweet 
about your best friends backstabbing you, that conflict is not a surprise. No, you're, you're walking engaging into, it, right? into that. And hold, you are walking into that. Hold on, Diana, 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 Diana. Listen, don't lose your thought because that's so powerful. Because how many times do we talk to young adults, mm-hmm. baby? How many times do we talk to young adults, young couples, young people, yeah. and who say, hey, pastor, I have no idea how this happened. Right. Like, I, didn't, I couldn't see this coming. But like you're the one who got on the text message. Yeah, most you're, of the like, most of our conflicts, we know what we're walking into. Jeez, Diana. So what I'm thinking and what we've been doing more is, you know, taking time and saying, hey, you know what? I need to talk to you about ABC. And now if that person isn't ready to talk to you, then give yourself that time. Like you're saying, slow down. Give yourself that time to think about what is going to be said. And instead of coming in accusatory, like there's one thing I was listening to. Um, you, we create our own stories in our head. So you already have a truth of a story that is your own in your head, even before you let the person talk. Wow. So come into the situation, own your story. That is probably not the truth yet because you don't know that's your story. Own your story and say, hey, you know what? This is what I perceive happened. This is how it made me feel. Now give them the opportunity to have a conversation with you. And it might not even be the same thing, but most of us react to whatever situation it is because we already have the whole story in our head, meaning that we have already condemned you because we feel like you wronged us. Before you ever get into the conversation or the interaction. you even allow the other person to say anything. We've already come to the truth because our own story... Is already playing and in so our that, head. That that then becomes the conflict, yes. the fight, yes. the falling out, yes. the 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 beef, right? Right. Um, psychology would call that a self fulfilling prophecy, mm. right? Um, the Bible would call that Proverbs twenty three seven. Mm. As a man or a woman believes in their heart, whatever they believe in their heart, that's what they become. Right. Whatever construct you create, that's what manifests in our life. That's powerful. Oh, my gosh. Right. So that's why it's important to slow down. Right. It's important to slow down. It's important to become a detective, examine and ask why. Why is this hurting me? Mm -hmm. Why is this making me angry? Why is this a big deal? Is this even a big deal? Right. And if you love the person that you're talking to and you want a relationship with them, then allow them to come in to your space and explain and have their peace. That way you can say, okay, now I understand you. Now defenses are down. You're both, you're both levels of anxiety have calmed down a little bit and you're able to have a conversation that's rational and hopefully comes to an agreement because all conversations should like, you should have a goal. Okay. This conversation hopefully is going to bring us to a good agreement. And if you both are in that same boat, then what's the point of having the conversation? Because if the conversation isn't going to end up to be in a good agreement, then what's the point? You're just going to keep fighting. What's the point? You're going to keep fighting. Wow. I think I think even just slowing down to examining and asking what's the point, I think a, a big question or a big thing you can resolve when you ask yourself, hey, what's the point to this, is uh, something that I ask myself in moments of conflict is, is this, what's the win here? Right? Do I do I win here? Do I win anything here? Mm-hmm. Am, is this a championship belt? 
Like, mm. is this a championship fight or is this just a sparring session? Mm-hmm. Right? Because both both will take energy out of you. Yes. Both will leave you bruised. Both will leave you hurting. Mm-hmm. Both will, t- will like drain you. But only one gives you gives you the. E- a, a, a title or an outcome or a, or a prize, mm. right? And you know, I, I I think we should slow down and ask ourselves, okay, what 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 are the spoils to this battle? Right, right. What what am I really trying to fight for? What am I winning? What you know, in in, in Spanish for all my Spanish speakers out there, right? You ask yourself, vale la pena? Mm. Is this worth? Is is this really worth all of this? Right, mm. man. That's that's phenomenal. And you know, that's point. Th- this is like sub points of just point one of right. emotional intelligence. And I, yes, and which I was like self awareness. And I was gonna go back to self awareness. Then you can self evaluate. In this moment, even as you slow down, is this relationship somewhere, like, is this worth it? Is this where I want to be? Do I value this person enough to be in this relationship? Or can I be honest with myself and say, you know what? This isn't a good place for me to be and have the courage to say that as well. That's also self-awareness. Wow. So emotional intelligence begins with self-awareness. You guys, can you believe that there's four more points to this? There's four more points of self-awareness. And listen, I I think that this is so rich. I I want us to just then like, let's just finish talking about self-awareness. You brought up self-evaluation, which is actually the second point to emotional intelligence. And I let me tell you why this is crazy. So the the, the reason this is crazy, see. the reason this is crazy is because we had no intention of having like this scripted conversation. What we the script scripted interaction. We really just wanted to have an organic conversation, right? And let you guys just kind of like spy in on it. But we kind of just stumbled into this thought of emotional intelligence tonight. And I think we need to take the next couple episodes and unpack emotional intelligence because this is absolutely rich. Step number two is self-regulation or self-evaluation, mm. but we'll tackle that next week on the Sounds next on the, on the next episode tonight. I want to finish the thought that you that like Diana really like that. There's no notes here. Like you, this really is inspired of the Holy Spirit from you. Self-awareness begins with time. Time needs to slow down when emotions rise up. When emotions go fast, slow down that hey tweet that real quick and shout out at diana ramirez mpt (laughs) at diana ramirez mpt when emotions speed up time needs to slow down right you need to slow down when your emotions speed up um the second point that diana says so time self-love right yeah self love now self-love is more than just like you know i i love me i like me that's awesome that's great that's self-esteem but you know i want to remind you what first corinthians chapter 13 verses 4 through 7 says about love and i'm actually going to pull out my bible here on my office desk so that i can read to you uh first corinthians chapter 13 verses 4 through 7. Now, you usually read these and hear these at uh, at weddings and all of that, but tonight or today, whatever time it is that you're <laughs> listening to this, I want you I want you to think about um, how you love yourself, right? Check this out. Um, love endures with patience. Mm. So when you think about self-love, endure, get some endurance. You know what endurance is? Is staying power, mm-hmm. right? Maintaining who you are. Enduring by being patient. Be patient with yourself. Love is kind and thoughtful, right? So self-love literally says, I'm going to be nice to myself and I'm going to take time to think about what I'm thinking about. Yeah, that's so good. Love is not jealous or envious. 
right? Like self-love. I love myself to be myself, yeah. right? I'm not going to be envious or jealous of other people. You know, I'm going to love them, but I'm going to love me too. Isn't that beautiful? Love does not brag or is not proud or arrogant. Watch this. Love is not rude. Hey, can I just tell you, stop being rude to yourself. Yeah. You know? I have like this little British voice, I think, in my brain that like reminds me to be be calm. I don't know. It's some type of like uh, (laughs) different voice, not my voice, that I find calming and lovely that I try and take time. Then when I know that I'm being harsh, I just take a deep breath And like I allow, I know it's a Holy Spirit, but that's just a little voice in me that allows me to like, you know, to love myself, to be gentle with myself, to be kind. I didn't get all the things done on the list today. You're not stupid. You're not lazy. No, you just today, you're just going to take some time uh, to relax. And that's okay. That's brilliant. Allowing just to, you know, uh, allowing yourself that little me time to recalibrate and just get some self-love is so important, especially in these times that are so high stress. Absolutely. Absolutely. So you got to take the time, watch, slow down to love yourself, right? And so love is not rude. It's not overly sensitive or easily angered, right? Watch this. Love does not rejoice at injustice, but rejoices with the truth. You know, when you, when you love yourself, you, you, what brings you joy is the truth of God's word the truth of God's voice. You know, sometimes we move so fast and so emotionally that we don't have time or we don't allow ourselves the space to hear God's voice, right? But I'm reminded of the psalm that says, be still and know that I am God, right? Be still. There's that time. Take time and know that I am God and know what my truth is, right? Listen, when you guys get a chance, go read Go read 1 Corinthians chapter 4, or chapter 13. 1 Corinthians chapter 13, verses 4 through uh, 7. And you'll understand and apply it, right? You'll understand what we mean when we say, like, hey, you gotta you gotta love yourself. It, it unpacks it for you beautifully, right? So self-awareness examines and asks why. When you choose to examine and ask why, you know, Diana gave us three things. You take time, slow down, take time and ask yourself, why am I why am I feeling this way? Why am I thinking this? Why am I talking to myself like this? Right? <laughs> Give yourself the benefit of love. That's right? Good, yeah. Give yourself the benefit of love. You know, the scripture doesn't say love love yourself the way you love others. Mm. Right? No, it says love others the way you love yourself. Right. You know? And sometimes, you know, you guys, sometimes we're we're disproportionate investors. 100%. And sometimes we're upside down in yeah. our investments of love. You know, we've got to love others the way we love ourselves and the way God loves us. If you're trying to love, if you're loving others better than you're loving yourself, that's backwards and it's not going to take you where you want to go. You've got to have some emotional intelligence and and receive love from God first and then offer yourself love from your love relationship with God. And that's where your love in every relationship will flow. Yes. Right? So you've got to love yourself and then you've got to make a decision. Babe, that was brilliant. Like you, you've got to make a call. Yeah. Own, own the decision. What will I do? Self-awareness doesn't say, well, this is how I feel. Self-awareness yes. says, okay, I feel this way, but this is what I will do. Yes. And even when you do, you still have to dig. Wow. Because there's a lot of digging with self-awareness. Wow. 
And as you continue to live and as you continue to experience life, you will continue to have to self evaluate your self-awareness. That's beautiful. Hey, listen, you are called to live with emotional Amen. intelligence. You are intelligent. You're brilliant. You're created in the image of an intelligent designer, an intelligent creator, a faithful father. You are in the image of God and God is not chaos. God is not a God of disorder, but he's a God of order. Mm-hmm. What does that mean for you and I? That order should be in every, every area of our lives, including our emotions. And if you're going to have a healthy relationship or health, healthy relationships, you've got to have healthy emotions. In the next couple of weeks, we're going to talk more about emotional intelligence. Today, we talked about self-awareness, right? You got to slow down, be a detective, ask why, Take time, give yourself love, and then make a choice, not a feeling. Yes. Right? Make a choice, not have a feeling. That's incredible. Listen, you guys, we believe that you are called to live a life of emotional intelligence. Emotional intelligence simply understands and manages your own emotions and the emotions of the people around you. We believe that as you do this, the Lord is going to prosper you. Why? Because emotional intelligence is literally you putting your hand on something and it prospering, you taking control, you managing. And the Bible says this, that whatever you set your hand to do, whatever you do intentionally will prosper. And we believe that you are called to prosper in your emotions, right? Prosper and be in health even as your soul prosperous right so hey listen we love you guys thanks for tuning in today thanks for listening yeah hey jump in next week diana and i are going to keep talking about emotional intelligence we're going to talk about self-regulation we're going to talk about motivation we're going to talk about empathy and social skills those are the five points of emotional intelligence so until then thank you for listening thank you for being a part of the culture hey make sure you're following us on instagram at this prime culture um, and stay tuned with everything that, that is going on. And hey, listen, if you're listening to the podcast, if you love it and you enjoy it, will you do us a favor? Will you give us a rating on Spotify or uh, Apple iTunes? Leave a comment. Leave us a review. It really blesses us and it encourages us when we hear the good news and you telling us something good. And it also helps the podcast uh, move forward and, 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 and get discovered by more people, right? So, hey, we love you guys. Hey, heads up real quick, insider information. We heard that uh, we may not have uh, another culture night the rest of the year uh, because 1120, November 20th, Friendsgiving is our last culture night of the year. But we are hearing that there may be a Christmas pop-up where we're also dropping merch. You're going to definitely want to be a part of that. So, um, hey, listen, until the next time we see you, Diana, you crushed it. You're brilliant. I love you. I love you guys. Thanks Thanks for for being here. Hey, guys, thanks for listening. Thanks for tuning in. Until the next time we catch each other, be the culture. Peace. We love y'all.